Hi everyone, this is uh, Peter from Virtual and we are ready for a new podcast series. With me here, Francois Fripia, uh, founder and CEO of The Mute. Hello. Uh, welcome to our show, Francois. So how are you and uh, how's The Mute doing? Uh, actually, quite good. It's uh, it's Friday, so I'm thinking about uh, my weekend. I will go to the to the Belgian coast uh, this weekend. So no, anyway, uh, we are doing pretty well. We are uh, uh, creating quite different, uh, exciting sound for different production and making also uh, innovation. So yeah, it's really going well. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about a particular project that you're working on? So uh, for the moment, we are working on um, on projects. We are finishing some Playmobil uh, VR experiences that were uh, VR companion to uh, to the Playmobil the movie. Uh, we are working on motion capture, uh, VR animation uh, also. We are working for video games, so some video games that will sold out because we are working for VR and uh, video games. So our focus is immersion and interaction. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much that. We, there is also a, a great, great VR game that we will sold out that is, is like a Street Fighter, a fairy tale Street Fighter in VR. It will be exciting in, uh, and we sold out in six months or something like that. And, uh, and yeah, that's about that. Nice, sounds good. So you're working now as a sound engineer or in the sound space for more than 12 years. Uh, so how did you end up in the spatial sound and where does the passion come from? And that's a that's a good question. Actually, uh, I'm uh, I worked in the cinema industry and uh, I made like all the different uh, role in uh, sound post production. So in dubbing, in advertising, in uh, in the mixing and create studios uh, all around the world, etc. And um, actually, that was my 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 thesis at the end of my school. That was about ambisonic sound. And then I, I went to uh, to the business, so in the sound business, and nobody were talking about that and then boom VR just came out so these people that uh, were in the same building as the company I was working for uh, people from uh, Nozone so they created a system for uh, system presence and anyway and they just uh, knocked the door and saying okay can you do me some special sound for VR and I was like what is VR so uh, and uh, of course I, I learned about that and I I can I checked that um, one of the technology was ambisonic sound so special sound and yeah i was like okay let's let's launch a business about that because that was something that was pretty exciting uh, already for for 12 uh, 12 years is there actually a difference between spatial and binaural sound yeah actually the the there's not a difference, but we, we have to to compare that to image because image is really more clear than sound. So you have to see binaural, it's like binocular. So binocular, it's just saying that you are uh, looking with two eyes. So binaural is just saying that you hear with two ears. So that's it. So binaural has nothing about uh, technology inside that. So spatial sound is the fact to, to have sound all around you. And then, thanks to decoding and thanks to um, to special computing, thanks to to, to computer uh, to computing, uh, thanks to computing, you will be able to um, to decode the sound in binaural. So binaural is how we hear sound in real life, actually. So binaural is the the end of the of the system. Uh, if we have a binaural, so I compare that special sound and fixed binaural. So bi fixed binaural is something that is orally pre-calculated. So it's like if you have an image, a 3D image, and when you turn around, you're every time seeing the same image. So bin fixed binaural sound is not interesting, actually, in what we do in VR. What interesting us is spatial sound, and that will, thanks to the position of the head, we decode that to binaural. 
but it is important for VR. Yeah, indeed, because uh, actually you have to to think that sound is the is the sense of danger. Because in the real life, we hear all around us, but we see only in one direction. And so sound is what uh, gives us the, the intention to turn the head and to look at something. So sound is every time open. You don't have any, uh, any you cannot blink with, with, uh, with, uh, with ears, actually. So you have to, um, to be really, really smart about sound. And this is what gives you also uh, very interesting uh, emotional triggers. Okay, so actually you need to think a lot about Um, how to integrate sounds in VR experiences. It's not just two, but... Yeah, and, uh, and not only in terms of technical purposes, because actually techniques uh, behind the special audio exist for already to, to at least 20 years. It's how it's implemented and how it's interesting to hear that sound uh, more than another one. When I'm looking at something, do I hear this sound or do I hear the, the sound just uh, uh, next to it? Uh, and all of that, it's also interesting in terms of creativity. So just don't think that you put a sound in Unity attached to a graphic design and that will make the job. That's interesting to have, uh, to go further than that and saying, okay, what sounds uh, give in terms of emotional triggers or how sound can help me to be immersed inside a virtual world. Are you also uh, exploring augmented reality projects? Three years ago, we had, um, we had an idea that was... Okay, that, that's not very usual to have uh, a, head, a headset in front of, her, of our eyes because uh, we are not used to, to be blind somehow. But we use Walkman for 40 years now, so every people is listening to music inside a science transportation. So we were thinking, so why not thinking about seeing the reality but hearing virtuality? And this is how we are building now a system that's called AYA, this augmented audio. Uh, reality. So it's a device, an audio device, so audio, audio headphones that is tracked on a room, tracked depending the position of your head. So uh, to have six DAF uh, augmented reality experiences. So you see something real, but you hear something, uh, something uh, virtual. So one of the key, uh, the key use cases that we can think about, it's a Bruegel uh, painting. So you have big Bruegel painting. And when you are uh, looking at the Bruegel painting, just walking around the, the painting, you are hearing every different uh, characters in there. And if you are looking at the painting from far, you are listening to the wall, to the wall picture itself. So that's, that's things that are possible with that. So, uh, I think the last time we saw each other was at Cannes XR, so the Cannes Film Festival. Quite, quite late, yeah. if I will remember. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very interesting time. Um, but I, I, I attended your talk about the opportunity for spatial sound and podcasting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, uh, actually, it's, uh, it's how we can bring um, also augmented reality to simple devices. Because now we need uh, complicated visuals, so forget the visuals, but even what we are building right now is still a headset with different device on it. How we can have an augmented reality experience just with uh, smartphones and so special Uh, special podcast. So, and actually, it's quite simple to 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 create uh, somehow because you just need a real good sound that is special. And thanks to the gyroscope of the telephone, you can be in another uh, reality. So, you can think about podcasts that are uh, triggers depending on where you are in the map. So, let's go now. We go to uh, Notre Dame de Paris, or we go to uh, 
uh, Rex Museum, whatever, and you just, just go in front of the building and then the podcast and there is sound just, just triggers and, that, and where the sound is precisely located uh, where the building are. So you can actually just travel in time, for example, just thanks to sound and thanks to your imagination. And there is podcasts, so uh, triggering the sound exactly where they are in the real life. So that's, that's an opportunity, for example. The only thing with special podcasts, uh, you need at least one of these two things. Either you need to be able to walk around because you need to turn the head. So it's something that you probably don't do inside your car or inside uh, the metro. <laughs> uh, that is two places where you, uh, listen to podcasts. So either you have to walk, either you have to, to be able to, uh, interface to, um, to, to be interactive. So let's say you can have an interactive story. Uh, you choose option B or, or option uh, A inside your phone and you can be inside the virtual audio world thanks to an application. That's also something that could be possible in terms of special podcast. So um, the Mute is one of the leading sound studios or uh, agencies in Europe. Uh, are there any projects that you're proud of and that our listeners can watch somewhere, somehow? Uh, yeah, there is. Actually, uh, for the moment, we, we worked on on very different projects. Uh, somehow it's a secret project or we cannot communicate on it. But a project that I can talk about is uh, probably Construct. That is a pretty exciting project uh, because it's a robot fighting all around in a 6 DOF cinematic experience. So in terms of uh, sound design, uh, that was uh, pretty exciting. So sometimes for a sound designer, it's exciting to make sound that's really noisy somehow. Uh, we worked also on video games, more regular ones, but it's actually the same techniques because we use, we can use special sound not only for VR, but also for, uh, for video games, uh, regular ones. Uh, so we are working on, uh, a Flemish project. We finished that, Float Sam, and, uh, Ari and the Secret of Seasons that will be a Zelda-like, that will be probably one of the biggest in the game, uh, of Belgium also. And, uh, yeah, we will have pretty exciting projects coming in, uh, in 2020. Nice. So actually on a, on a, on a scale uh, of 1 to 10, how important is spatial sound for immersive experiences? You don't have to ask me that, that, that kind of question. <laughs> you, you know what, what I will answer. Actually, I think, uh, I think it depends on the production. In, in cinematic, it's, it's, it's crazy how it's not uh, understand yet uh, or, 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 or necessary it is. Because actually this sound that is really projecting you inside another, uh, another world, just in terms of emotion. Just think about um, you, are, you, are, you are just riding, you are in a car and you are listening to music. Depending on the music that you are listening, you have a completely different emotional uh, behavior in, inside the road. So, I see it on my Spotify playlist. Yeah, yeah so, so that, that's completely crazy. You are thinking stuff differently you are, than you are in the real life, but you are immersed in, in another uh, emotional state. And uh, that's, that's how, I mean, that's just a silly example to say how sound is inter important in terms of immersion. But it's, it's when it's become to be really being in another world, uh, sound can help you like a lot. And so think about more about the sound. It's pretty exciting. And something that is uh, really important to say is that recording sound, uh, sound field recording for VR is kind of tricky. It's complicated because you don't have boom microphone. You don't have people that can have, handle the microphone because you see all around you. So it's, you have Thai microphones, so you have small microphone that you can have on, on people, but that's not sounding very well. So the best to have a, a real good experience in terms of sound is re-record people afterwards. How does that work? So actually it's like, um, 
It's funny because uh, it's it's really something that is used in mainly all the all the, 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 the American movies. It's used so every Marvel uh, movies use that kind of stuff. So they record on set the sound just to have the information of what the the actor said, and that the actors is re-recording. We call that ADR in uh, in English. Uh, re-recording the, 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 the voice that he was doing on the set to have the perfect voice with a really clean uh, sound booth. Can you tell us something more about the hard and software that you're using? So actually, uh, it's um, there is a bunch of different uh, software uh, all around. So there is the Facebook 360, uh, there is uh, Google Resonances. So actually, the big guys is positioning uh, on that. We are more using uh, stuff from um, from people called uh, Blue Ripple Sound because we really do like that for, uh, I mean, for uh, cinematic experience. When it's more interactive, we go to uh, Unity, indeed, Unreal, or Waywise. We are uh, the only Wise ambassadors. In, uh, in Belgium, so it's really the sound, interactive sound for VR and video games. Uh, dedicated soft software, so you connected that to your um, to your uh, game engine. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much that. And for creating the sound, we use a Reaper. Uh, so Pro Tools is the main uh, main uh, digital audio workstation. So the main software inside the the the, the, um, the industry, but we use Reaper that is really much more interesting because you can parameter everything inside that. And so, because we are in innovation, we need to have a software that can 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 be adapted on on, on our needs. Uh, so very exciting what you're all working on, um, and what uh, has the future to bring um, for the mute? So uh, I think for us the future will be definitely to have more and more creative that can help us to the different creation that we have. And we are uh, really um, exciting to push our creation, our devices that we create. So we are creating hardware, software, and we really would like to uh, put that on the hand of creators so they can build amazing sound experiences that we can experience in museum, in exhibitions, in uh, in in music in a aquariums in zoos uh, every time uh, all around so having the sound that can bring you in uh, in another world uh, and i'm pretty excited to to see how the public will uh, react to that cool does does that just mean that you are actually transforming from a service company to more product company exactly actually or a combination uh, it's uh, it's exactly that it's not easy to explain that to investors sometimes <laughs> because they see us uh, like a service company but we are really an innovative company and we are a product company uh, more and that's 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 the drift that we are we are doing for the moment so really focusing on creating a product an uh, innovative product and the exciting part of it is saying, okay, why a, a small SME in Belgium, in Brussels, can invent something new and you have big guys in Korea in the uh, United States? It's by being lean and by being really creative and by having amazing uh, talent in the studio that are really focused on sound and innovation. Okay. So thank you very much, Francois, for this conversation. With much pleasure. You thank are you. more than welcome to come okay. back. Okay. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers.